Welcome to Hashtag Parenting Who Podcast, a podcast intended not just for parents or caregivers, but individuals seeking guidance around challenging behaviors or recurring and negative patterns in your life. Hashtag Parenting Who Podcast aims to have you asking, who am I parenting here, my child or myself? This podcast has a vision of you, the adult, stumbling upon a new relationship with the child you once were. Parenting is no easy task, but it doesn't have to be a burden. We are happy you are here. I'm your host, Julie Clark, child and youth care practitioner, registered psychotherapist and trauma therapist. I want to break down barriers related to stigma and seeking help for mental health. If something in this podcast resonates with you, I urge you to reach out to a licensed or registered healthcare professional. Don't go at it alone, and let's get started. Hi there, it's Julie, and we're back at it with a student intern series. Our goal here is to continue to demystify psychotherapy practice. I thought this was a great way to get to know uh, new psychotherapists and the personalities behind those who choose this work and or maybe how the work chooses them. So I wanted to combine the professional and the personal to share with those of you that are still on the fence about what is psychotherapy, what, you know, what does it do, who is it that does this? And I thought what a great way to elaborate on that is with a brief interview with some new psychotherapists. So I'm going to be asking for questions uh, generally with all of the interns that I do the interview with, asking them why they choose to train as a psychotherapist, what maybe they were most uncertain about before their internship started, what surprised them most during their internship, and what they would most want listeners, you all, to know about starting psychotherapy for the first time. Because in a way, they're doing this, but sitting maybe on the other side of, I was going to say the table, but we're not normally doing psychotherapy with a table in between. Um, so yeah, I hope that you enjoy this series. Leave your comments and let me know if this is, if this is something that you'd like to see more of. Enjoy. Hello. Hi, Ju- Hi Julie. Hi, Julie. How are you? <laughs> good morning, Kathleen. I'm well. How are you? Good. Good. Good, good. It is pouring rain here, so I don't know if you can hear that. It's really loud. Maybe oh, not. No, I can't hear it, but what okay. a cozy way to do like a Sunday morning podcast. Yeah, and we actually got to walk in my dog and I this morning, so. Oh, sweet. What I'm kind so of dog well. do you have? An Australian Shepherd. Oh, gorgeous. Yeah. So we got out nice and early this morning. It was quiet and not a lot of people were out and it was actually really nice. And then all of a sudden it just got really loud and I looked out and it was pouring rain. Yeah. Oh, that's so yeah. nice. Dogs are so good for you, right? Like I, oh. I have a dog too. And sometimes I think I wouldn't get out of the house some days if I didn't have to take them out. That's why, I mean, she's my second Australian Shepherd and they're such an energetic, high energy breed, but mm-hmm. I would hibernate in the winter if I didn't have her because <laughs> <laughs> there is no laying around staying in the house with that breed. Like you have <laughs> to get out. No, no. They will bully you into doing what they need <laughs> you to do. It's awesome. What kind is your dog? I have a standard golden doodle. Okay. So like a medium size. 
he was, I think, supposed to be medium size, and oh. he is 80 pounds. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of golden doodles and various other breeds of doodles at the dog park that we go to. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's so many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're in Alberta. I just want to, yeah. yeah, one of my favorite places. Are you visiting? Do you have family there? So I, I move around quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just moved here for mm-hmm. my um, partner's job. So we just got here last Friday and we can see the mountains. Oh, um, no, I love it. I know. <laughs> so it's jealous. so nice. I'm downtown. So um, it's my first time living downtown. So I, I, I hear the noises a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so if you hear anything too, okay. sorry about that. It's all good. But yeah, but yeah it's, it's so nice. Um, oh yeah my son's actually I, getting ready to move out there that's oh part gosh, of the busy no schedule yeah so he's moving to Edmonton um oh, awesome. mm-hmm, probably within the next month so we're trying to frantically secure a place and he'll drive out there so he's got to plan all of the that drive. yeah is that how you <laughs> got drive. out there yet so we're from so kind of just bouncing all over sometimes lately it feels like but um i'm from the east coast Mm. so uh we were between kind of newfoundland and new brunswick this summer and then um did the drive from new brunswick out here and it was oh well it was so long oh my gosh how long did that take you (laughs) it took us a good we left on um bright and early on a monday morning and we got here um kind of late afternoon on friday Oh, um, wow. So the first day we drove to Ottawa, which was really nice because yeah. it's like our kind of old stopping ground. Yeah. and nice to kind of be there. And then um, then we drove to, I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> it's all a blur. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle of Canada. <laughs> yes, it was wild. But yeah. kind of cool to see, you know, just mm-hmm. across Canada drive too yeah. at the same time. Yeah. So he might have a friend that's kind of contemplating going with him and nice yeah yeah they're just in their early 20s so oh my gosh so fun I know I know know. so they're traveling for fun kind of then are they well my son's gonna attend um uh University of Alberta and so he's actually gonna stay there so he's permanently moving out there and then the friend will maybe go for the drive they're sort of just figuring that out and then fly home is he your oldest he is yeah. Oh, so it's the first yeah. one to leave the home. Yes. Probably. And we're not talking about this. <laughs> and this like, is oh. the conversation I'm having with people when they bring it up. Like, we're not talking about this. His mom gets a little emotional. I'm excited. You know, he's yeah. 22. So there was a delay with COVID and everything. But he's oh, so ready yeah. for this. And I've been encouraging it. And you know, rallying him over here. But the reality that this is like, we are on the countdown because I'm actually heading out of town for a vacation soon and I'll be back and then he's leaving. So it's a really, really hectic next three to four weeks for us. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I will say the one thing we've like, so uh, my partner's from Newfoundland. Mm-hmm. People from Newfoundland are known to be so friendly. Yes. And, and we've both commented about how friendly people have been here, like exceptionally like we just moved into this new apartment people are really welcoming are you in calgary did you say calgary yeah Yeah, right in calgary and so at least that's nice i mean i don't know i i haven't spent much time out here so Mm. i didn't expect people to be mean by any means but just Mm. like was surprised by how Mm. friendly everyone was yeah there's a lot of well i'm from ontario when i visited calgary or more canmore and Banff. Um, I couldn't get over how many people were from Ontario. It was like every second person (laughs) was from Ontario. 
we're saying the same thing about the east coast so i yeah. think everyone just kind of migrates out here at some mm-hmm. point <laughs> i mean the mountains like there's and i How can you not right and when i was there i said i was there actually i spent a month there in the fall of 2020 i stayed and i worked from there and i hiked and i did all kinds of awesome things that's awesome and the sky just seems bluer there. I'm, I know. I'm perplexed because I'm like, it's the same sky, but it's bluer here. <laughs> yeah. We've been saying the same thing about the water. We're yeah. like, this is the clear water. Awesome. <laughs> well, it's like that in Ontario too, actually. But More so than when you're, where you're from out east? Yes. It's okay. so like cool. dark out east almost. Yes. Yeah. Been to Newfoundland twice. And so that was my first observation seeing the Atlantic Ocean was, wow, it's very dark. (laughs) It is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I didn't know if it was just us, but we're like, (laughs) no, I did notice. Yeah. No, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I, part of me wonders if it's the temperature that it's so cold. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, I was wondering that too. It's just a bit more kind of rugged on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. It's more rugged. That's a great way of putting it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to connect with me. Um, I wanted to do this student intern series because I, and I've even had feedback since I've uh, posted a couple of them um, mm-hmm. because it's a scary thing, you know, becoming yes. a psychotherapist and going through the clinical practice. And so I, I wanted others who were maybe, you know, in the process of it or were thinking about the program and wondering about this piece of it. But also I, I'm really in this podcast, the purpose of it is just to sum it up, to demystify the therapy mm-hmm. process. And so for someone who maybe is thinking about therapy, but doesn't understand the process, to me, this is one way of helping them to understand how individuals become psychotherapists. And so thank yeah. you so much for connecting with me today. Yeah, of course. I was I was really excited when you asked me and, um, you know, the everything you just said kind of came to me, too. I remember right before I started working with clients, Googling, YouTubing, yes. looking up on all my podcast app, you know, <laughs> what's a day in the life of a psychotherapist? Yes. Um, just to get some context, listen? right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, so to be a part of this, um, I'm really excited about mm-hmm. it. And thanks for doing it for all the new interns and for mm-hmm. all the people who are going through that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I absolutely love this kind of thing. So I do have a couple key questions now. Do you go by Kathleen or Katie or what do you normally go by? I go by Kathleen, just the, awesome. just the whole thing. Good. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a couple key questions that I ask um, others that I do this with. And so maybe we'll start there. And then at the end, if you want to share now, you've only been there for a little bit over a week. So maybe you don't have a website or, but if you want to share how people can get in touch with you, if they happen to be listening to this and maybe want to connect with you, because I know you can, even though you're out there, you can still work with people from Ontario, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm registering in Ontario. Ontario is, it's kind of home base right now. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, working with Ontario clients and yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I, I have someone else that's that's doing that from Alberta. Nice. Yeah. So tell me something. What? Tell us why you chose to train as a psychotherapist to start. Yeah. Yeah. I I love that question. And and for me, it wasn't um, something I knew from the beginning. Um, you know, when I think about kind of you know when I was young, I always wanted to be a nurse, and um, I quickly realized I'm I'm a little squeamish. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I always say now, um, you know 
being a therapist allows me to help people um, and not see blood. Yes, and I, I relate a hundred percent. So that's kind of the way I talk it up now, but really yeah. it was a journey for me. Mm -hmm. um, I did my undergrad um, at this great um, little program at the University of New Brunswick. It's called mm -hmm. the Renaissance College. Um, it's in, do interdisciplinary kind of studies. Mm -hmm. So um, with a leadership degree and focusing on policy and economic development, um, I really had a passion for policy. Mm -hmm. um, through the program, I got to do a Canadian and an international internship. So I went to Nepal and mm -hmm. um, was helping in uh, the small Buddhist academy, um, working on their policy, the mm -hmm. nonprofit, mm -hmm. um, to support Tibetan refugees that would come to um, Pokhara, Nepal and get an education. Um, when it wasn't accessible in the mountains where they mm -hmm. were from. Mm -hmm. And then it would also really empower the women. So I was really, you know, it would work, give them kind of employment to be able to fund this, but also fund their families. Mm -hmm. So I was really inspired by it. And I thought it was the policy piece that I really liked. But when I got there, I felt so connected to the people. Mm -hmm. And I was really inspired by that kind of connection and, and people's stories and, and all of that stuff. So I, I came back to, uh, I was in Fredericton at the time, mm -hmm. I um, graduated and I went that summer to work in East Maine, Quebec. Mm -hmm. And there's um, the Cree Nation Reserve out there and mm -hmm. I was working in a literacy camp. And again, I went out there, kind of my intention, mm -hmm. all these different things. And <laughs> I was so inspired by the people. Mm -hmm. And I was really inspired um, by both of these communities and the way, the way they healed. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot of storytelling. It was a lot of connection between, you know, mm -hmm. um, relationships in the community. So uh, I came back to Fredericton again, and I actually started my master's working um, um, on a thesis on the, you know, the hydroelectricity agreement mm -hmm. that was done in James Bay and how it, in, you know, affected that community. And, okay. and I, as I was working on that, I, I went to this great talk. And the talk was done by some social workers and they were talking about how um, they are starting a program to educate social workers within the community. Mm -hmm. So they can kind of um, work within their you know, community knowledge and all that information they have to empower you know, their kind of healing, you know, mm -hmm. and um, to empower their community. And after I walked away from that, I, I was so inspired by mm -hmm. it. And I, I kind of took a step back and I thought about, you know, my role and writing this thesis and, and kind of realized, you know, maybe I'm not the person who needs to write it, right? Mm -hmm. There's somebody from the community that could better write it mm -hmm. and, and have all that information. So I ended up leaving the program and I started working at um, a group home. So okay. it was a group home for youth. Mm -hmm. And I loved that job. I loved awesome. it so much. I loved working with youth. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was something that was kind of 24 hours. It was Mm -hmm. um, crisis care a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. So I, my, my undergraduate degree is child and youth care. So okay. I've not, I've not worked in group homes, but I'm very, very familiar with the concept and yeah. the residential aspect and, and also the nature of the work. It's really hard work. I love it hearing was. that you loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it so much, but it was exactly what you said. Mm -hmm. It's really hard work. And mm -hmm. I, um, you know, sometimes find myself discouraged about, you know, systemic yes. kind of problems mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And um, some of the kids that I'm working with, you know, they had their psychotherapist. Mm -hmm. And to see the impact of the psychotherapist and the connection and that relationship and yes. um, having that time for these people to kind of be empowered in that setting, I was just, mm -hmm. um, 
you know, so inspired by. So that's kind of a long story, but um, oh, I love it. What, what a journey. It's a fantastic it the, the <laughs> thing that I, cause I'm very relational and yeah. the degree that I have is very much focused on that. Obviously a bachelor of child and youth care. How do you be in the, mm-hmm. in the space, the life space of a child and be an adult and not feel like you're an adversary, but more yes. an advocate. Right. And so the relational and the connection piece is, is very, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, how are we not connected before? Like you're, yeah, you're so, so there's so much sort of similarity in our backgrounds. And, um, but the thing that I see with respect to your interdisciplinary studies, mm-hmm. your creation reserve experience, as well as your thesis is the connection and community piece. And then the group yes. home, and then lo and behold, you are in a helping profession. And so I don't think that's a long story. I think it really is a journey, you know, that, it was a journey, yes. you know, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm sure there are people out there that, you know, grow up thinking they want to be a psychotherapist, but I think more, more uh, common is that there is this journey that brings us to this helping work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think so too. And, and to have that kind of cross-cultural experience to mm-hmm. connect with people, you know, in different, you know, communities and to see the human experience of it all. Right. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we're humans doing human service work. I say that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So it's, and it's, it's been so rewarding now that I've gotten here and, yeah. um, you know, starting, you know, private practice now and to work with clients. It's just, it's, it's, I'm very grateful for the career. Yes. Yeah. We're very privileged to do what we yeah. do. Um, yeah, and, and not in a egotistical way, but in a very like, this is sensitive work. It's human work. It's caring work. It's depth work. It's there's vulnerabilities, sensitivities, mm-hmm. like there's profound shifts. And you, you said that when you're at the group home, you could see how the youth were connecting with their psychotherapist and the empowerment and the strength and all in amongst the complexity of what brought them to a group home or what brings someone into our office. You know, it's not an easy, most times people say it's not an easy phone call to make, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I so relate to what you're saying and and to have that trust and to be able to form that safe space where people can, you know, have that vulnerability. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, that's where the privilege is, I think. Yes, absolutely. It is. Yeah. And we have to, it humbles us as humans, you know, because there isn't, we're not the experts in the individual's life. We're just there to help, you know, walk alongside for a temporary amount of time because our job is to work ourselves out of a job. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what were you most uncertain about your in before your internship started? Was there some uncertainties or just with your experience, were you sort of aware or maybe just speak mm-hmm. to the realities of, you know, going from <laughs> academics to um, your internship where you're facing clients now with the group home experience and some of the other stuff you have, you know, you were in front of what we would call mm-hmm. a client or a patient in hospital, but mm-hmm. what were you most uncertain about before your internship? Yeah, um, I think that's a great question. And as soon as you asked it, you know, a million different things kind of came mm-hmm. to mind. But I think the truth for me was that, you know, it was just, you know, me being human too, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I think that's why I found myself maybe Googling, you know, day in the life of a psychotherapist, <laughs> you know, um, just kind of, you know, my own, you know, who I am. And, um, you know, balancing that with my, my training as well, right. Mm. Is, um, going through my, you know, master's of arts in counseling psychology, 
Um, I was so, so excited to learn about all the theories. Mm -hmm. I was really engaged in all the theories and all the different kind of classes that we took. Um, and then when you start your practicum, um, you start to realize that they're booking with you, right? And, and, who, <laughs> <laughs> and who you are too. Yeah. So, um, so for me, my uncertainty was, you know, how do I blend that together, right? How do I maintain the human experience, um, who I am, that kind of um, therapeutic relationship, right? That, you know, mm -hmm. no theory can really teach you mm -hmm. um, and, you know, maximize all the benefit from the theory that we use. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, um, well, and I obviously doing becoming a psychotherapist, having an internship in the clinical portion together with the academics that you study for the numbers of years mm -hmm. and the modalities, it's such an important piece because there's an integration that needs to happen. And, you know, yeah. like to know that someone's booking with you <laughs> and to, to feel maybe that you don't have competency or that you're at that beginning. And then it's like, Oh, what is this session going to be like? And then the evolution yeah. over the duration of the practicum, which is usually around the eight months, like it's fairly mm -hmm. extensive. Um, yeah. So what, what that leads me to my next question, which is what surprised you the most during your internship experience? Yeah, you know, it's it's really funny after kind of everything I just said about how being inspired about um, the relationships in these different communities. But to be honest, what I was really surprised about was the relational aspect in, um, you know, in counseling, mm -hmm. be it the therapeutic relationship, which mm -hmm. is um, probably the most well backed up research about counseling, mm -hmm. um, how important that is. Yeah, And then also, um, you know, I find sometimes a lot of you know, things that push people, you know, like you kind of said earlier, like it's really hard to make that call, right? Mm -hmm. And often when I find people do become motivated to make that call is when they're struggling in relationships. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, you know, just really seeing how important relationships are, mm -hmm. um, be it in the counseling session or be it, you know, in people's lives. Um, that was something I didn't say I was surprised about that it was important, but surprised about the significance of it. Yeah. Um, it wasn't something that I, you know, they don't spend a lot of time teaching us on no. that piece. Although it's, I agree with you. I think it's very important. It's integral actually. Yeah, yeah. yes, exactly. And, and since doing my, um, you know, starting to kind of realize this when I went through my practicum experience, I was really inspired by, um, like Brene Brown's work a lot. Oh yeah. And, and even in her, in her talks, you know, you see her kind of go theory, theory, theory. She has all the, you know, mm -hmm. backed up information, just the peer researched, um, articles mm -hmm. and then then she's just herself right mm -hmm. and you kind of connect with that piece too and yeah um I was you know really inspired by that and um and how important that is and, and how important people's personal relationships are um just kind of inspired by yeah and so um for anyone who's listening and doesn't know who Brene Brown is, there's her TED talk from many years ago now, The Power of Vulnerability, where Brene Brown talks about how she was doing research as a social worker that um, ended up having her do uh, like for, focus more on shame and vulnerability. And so her whole research hypothesis pivoted. And I can't even remember, was it resilience was her initial? Yes, I think so. I think mm -hmm. it was. And then really realized um, the shame and vulnerability piece. And, uh, and then of yeah. course, 
yeah, the importance of connection stabilizes us. It balances yeah. us. So, yeah. Which is, I, I think, too, a really great talk for anyone if you're thinking about going into counseling or if you're, you know, starting your practicum experience. Um, there's a lot of vulnerability. Um, so, so it's great. I, I thought it was awesome. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, it really helped me on along my journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there is a term out there known as imposter syndrome. So it's like, oh, they're booking with me, but like, wait a second, that means that I they're looking to me <laughs> to actually help them. Like, what does that mean? How am I going to do this? Yeah, it's it's nerve wracking, and that kind of leads yeah. me. We just started talking a little bit about my last question, which is, what would you most want listeners to know about starting psychotherapy for the first time? Yeah, um, I think just you know, it's. We talk about the human experience a lot during this um, this last 15 minutes and mm -hmm. um, to embrace that you're a human too and to embrace that vulnerability. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of times when I talk with like my fellow peers, new counselors, um, we learn a lot from our clients too, right? Mm -hmm. And to embrace that learning and, and to embrace that, you know, experience mm -hmm. um, and to grow with it, right? It's, it's we mm -hmm. kind of have to to embrace that we are human in order to grow and, and learn and develop. Mm -hmm. um, so just to embrace that kind of human experience of it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And see where, you know, in a therapeutic relationship that someone engages in with a therapist, there's trust there. And mm -hmm. sometimes they're talking about things for the very first time that they've never said out loud. And that's where the privileged yeah. position comes in. And so yeah. helping them to tap into their inner knowing, their inner wisdom in ways that isn't supported with loved ones who mean well, but there's an emotional yeah. connection or they have an agenda or they are getting their needs met through our client and they don't have the ability to speak candidly or mm -hmm. honestly and vulnerably about their own stuff. And so um, I just think everybody, I'm biased obviously, but I think everybody <laughs> should have access to counseling or therapy yeah. because I think it would... Um, obviously we're not mentioning it, but I'm going to mention it now. Like the stigma piece is a whole other mm -hmm. like podcast series in and of itself, but like Absolutely. for people to have access to therapy and to work through some of their stuff, it's such a gift that they can give themselves, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, truly, you know, at the end of the day. And, um, yeah. Wow. So Absolutely. where can people, Kathleen, who might be listening, who might, want to connect with you where's the best place that they can connect with you yeah so so probably the best place to connect with me is through the ottawa counseling and psychotherapy center website mm -hmm. um by email my email is kathleen.ocp at gmail.com mm -hmm. and um yeah i'd love to connect with you yeah and so i have that open right now so it's oc psychotherapy Yes. And you're in there and your email is in there and your phone number. And that's the best way for people to get a hold of you. Awesome. Yes. Well, thank you so much and good luck settling into Calgary and embarking on your private practice. And please do stay in touch. I would love to continue to connect with you and hear about your work and how things are progressing for you. Yeah. Oh, what is the age group? Yeah. What is the age group that you see? I didn't ask you that. Yeah, so age group, um, you know, I, I really work with all ages. Um, my focus is often on um, grief and trauma mm -hmm. um, by all age groups. Um, so, yeah. Like under 18 as well? Under 18 as well, yep. Mm -hmm. Awesome. 
Good, good. All right. Well, have a good rest of the day. And thank you so much. It was, it's been a pleasure, Kathleen. Okay. Thank you so much, Julie. Take good care. Me too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me today. Please remember that information provided in this podcast is not therapy and is not a substitute for receiving help from a licensed or regulated healthcare professional. For more information on this episode and links discussed here today, please see the show notes. Please also visit my website, which includes more resources and social media links, as well as ways of getting in touch with me at julieclarktherapy.com.